Have you ever experienced something so crippling in your life that has made you feel broken? I have. Are you someone who has a giving heart but is struggling to feel good themselves? Are you consistently putting your needs aside to take care of everyone else? If so, you're not alone. Giving starts with giving to yourself so that you are able to give of yourself to other people. Isn't it time you took back control and discovered what makes you tick? Join me in my journey and find out how you can feel better about yourself, live your best life, and share that with others. Thinking of yourself, it doesn't make you selfish. It makes you brave. I'm Nelia, and this is the Giving Starts With You podcast. Welcome to the Giving Starts With You podcast. I'm your host, Nelia Hutt. Thank you again for joining us today for episode 140. Today's episode is going to be a little different. Normally I have these amazing guests come on the show and we have a fabulous conversation. However, the last week I have been at home with the coronavirus. Yes, it's finally my turn. Earlier this year, I was asked to speak at a virtual summit for my friend and colleague, Chris Tice, who is the co-founder of Eagle Fire Enrichment. So today I'm going to share that with you. Now, Chris has been on my show a couple of times. He, um, if you want to check out episode 32, why you should never use the word can't, um, Chris has a remarkable story. So I encourage you guys to go and listen to that. I also brought him back on the show um, the Giver's Spirit, which is episode 83. So if you haven't had a chance to check that out, please do so. Well, Chris's summit was all about leading your greatest life. So for the next uh, 30 minutes or so, you're going to hear my version of what I feel living your greatest life, leading your greatest life is all about. Thank you. Enjoy the show. This next person is the absolute epitome of joy and fun and servant's heart. Um, when I, when I read this person's bio, there's a, there's a word that, uh, when I, when I saw her, the title of her podcast, I thought, wow, not only do I want to be on it, and by the way, she was the very first podcast I was on. So shout out to the person I'm getting ready to introduce. Um, and so many others, because I've been on all the podcasts you've heard advertised. Um, not trying to be biased, just go check them out. But the key word was always giving. And Nelia Hutt is the epitome of giving. She gives so much of herself and of her life and, and of her family and just of her heart. And it's just something I love about her and that I appreciate about her. So without further ado, Nelia Hutt, after years of suffering from negative self-talk, anxiety, depression, and just not feeling good enough, Nelia Hutt is finally sharing her secret to a happy and fulfilled life. Oh, I love that. One that is authentic and full of meaning and purpose. Her podcast, Giving Starts With You. See how that hit me in the heart? Giving Starts With You. Yeah, it does will take you on a journey from not feeling good enough to finally feeling validated, visible, and victorious. Put those hands up. Let's go. She is proud of the obstacles she has overcome and wants to share how she did it with the world through her book, Giving My Heart Room to Breathe. 
and her guides in upcoming courses. So excited for that, Amelia. She is passionate about making the world a safe place for all and raising awareness for mental health. Nelia Hutt is a Canadian author, the host of a top 20 podcast called Giving Starts You and founder of Travel, Live, Give. There's that word again. A philanthropic organization geared toward connecting the world through travel, music, and human kindness. She is a whimsical dreamer with a passion for music, which she shares with her husband, teenage son. For the record, she is a great singer. I've gotten to hear it. Nelia found herself stuck in grief for 12 years after her father passed away from cancer at the age of 59. The day he died, she made herself a promise that she would no longer just take up space, but that she would live life more intentionally and with purpose. Little did she know that she would remain frozen in time and be unable to express her feelings for so long as a way of protection. Since working through her grief, her dream is to now end loneliness in the world through her community. She now teaches others how to find purpose and passion while sharing their gifts with the world. She believes we should all work to create fulfilling and rewarding lives while being true to ourselves. She encourages others to seek inner peace and acceptance while discovering their own unique footprint in the world through her guides and digital courses. And she, and I can attest to this, she genuinely believes there's nothing one cannot achieve. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Nelia Hutt. The stage is yours. Thank you for being here. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining today and for taking time out of your busy day. And Chris, um, thank you so much for inviting me. And these last two days, I have learned so much about every single person and from the people who are commenting, you know, it's, it takes a community to, to bring one another up. So yeah, thank you so much, Chris. You know, current events today have uh, in the world, it's, it's crazy. And they've reminded me of how fragile and precious um, life really is. And it's reminded me how, about how small the world is and how as a human race, we're more alike than we are different. And I really, you know, I wanna stress that. And when you asked me to be a part of the Lead Your Greatest Life Summit, there was a few things that came to my mind automatically. First of all, I was humbled that you had asked me. Um, but a few of the things that came to me was, you know, what was my definition of greatness? And we all have a different definition. So I want to invite everybody to think about what what greatness really means to them. Um, one of the other things that came to mind was that we have to remember that we choose how to lead our greatest life every single day through the things that we do, through the things that we don't do, um, through the actions we take, through the actions that we don't take. And it's something that has taken me a very long time to learn. <laughs> Um, the other thing that came to mind was the actual word lead and what it meant to me. I'm like, how am I going to come on here and talk about leading greatest life? But we need to stop playing small, I believe. You know, so many of us are walking around unhappy and are walking around living life um, on autopilot. And we find ourselves traveling every day through fog and not being pressure, not being present and not really not really thinking of how precious our time is our time is irreplaceable and I really feel 
that we all have a responsibility to snap out of this autopilot, live with more meaning. And for me, the crucial part of leading our greatest life is helping other people live their greatest life. Um, this means everything to me. It helps me get up in the morning. It gives me a reason to, to get through all of my challenges in life and, and being anxious and being depressed and having PTSD and all these things, you know, we all have our own challenges. We all have our own story. So yeah, I want to invite you guys to think about what it means for you. Um, we all define greatness differently, but I think we can all agree that greatness is within us. Every single one of us has greatness. We just need to uncover it and listen to it and find out what's true about us, despite the opinions of other people, despite people bringing us down, despite the challenges that we have, despite who others think or believe we are. We know who we are. And I just, you know, I wanted to share, um, as Chris had mentioned, one of the personal stories of my life that has honestly changed uh, my life. So um, I'll try to make it short. In, in the summer of 05, I lost my faith in God. I was angry. I was confused. Um, I had felt so alone. My father had just been diagnosed with cancer, and the next four months, he suffered greatly. Also, I had had a miscarriage, and 10 years after trying, I had found myself um, four months pregnant when my father had died. I felt cheated. I felt empty. I felt bitter. And I kept thinking, why is God doing this to me? Why is he letting this happen? I didn't realize that he was, it was nothing that he was doing to, you know, to me, but I still, I didn't get it. I felt broken in that chance in that time. And I felt that my father didn't deserve to die and didn't deserve to suffer. And I turned and I blamed my religion and I shut down. And um, so much has changed since then. You know, my, the day that my father died, as Chris had mentioned, I realized how short life really was. And I promised myself that I wouldn't live small, but I wanted to live with purpose and somehow try to take other people's pain away, but I couldn't do it. Um, days passed and weeks passed and years passed and yep, 12 years, 12 years living in anxiety, depression, um, feeling lost, feeling, you know, so many things. But that was the time I realized now that God was with me every single moment. The moments that I felt most alone was when he was there the most. And it's something that I have that has opened up my heart. And he was, he was the embrace that I felt surround me when I was at my lowest, but I still felt that I couldn't help. And I couldn't do anything about the promise that I had made that day so many years ago. You know, I was sitting one day and I was kind of, I was at one of my lowest and I have this birdcage right behind me and I was holding this birdcage and I was playing with it and just thinking and feeling, oh, you know, bad for myself and feeling sorry for myself. And I was playing with it and I realized that the cage opened from the inside. And I was like, hold on a second. I'm like, what do you mean? I've been feeling I trapped in this cage this whole time. 
but I realized that I could let myself out. I was the only one that could change the way that I thought, change the way that I did things, change the way that I lived my life. And nobody was coming to save me. You know, I had to make that decision for myself. And once I made that decision, then it took a community of people to help me. You know, one of the things I want to do is eradicate loneliness because I know how it feels. I know how it feels to feel like you're alone, that people don't love you, even though you can be surrounded by so many people that do love you. But when you're in those, when you're in that state of mind, you don't see it. You don't let people in. So one of the things that saved me once I realized that I could change my life, I could lead my greatest life, is I found that through giving to other people. So my son actually taught me how to give. And I discovered that through my pain, giving was the only thing that made me feel like my soul, who I was, everything about me lit up. And it was the only thing that made me feel good about myself. It made me learn how to love myself. It made me understand that life isn't about me. My life has nothing to do with me. My life has everything to do with what I can do and show up for other people. And, you know, I started giving as a selfish reason. Honestly, I'm being 100% transparent. I thought, hey, you know, maybe this can help me. Maybe this can help me. But then I'm like, well, this is helping everybody. This is helping others. This is helping me. And so, you know, whether you not, whether or not you think you have a gift, you know, sometimes, oh, I'm not good at this, or I'm not talented at this. We all have gifts. God does not make mistakes. God does not create anything less than perfect. And no matter whether, whether you think you have gifts or you don't have gifts, you do. And part of what I love is that connection I can make with people when I help them figure out what their gifts are and take those gifts and not just, you know, enjoy a hobby or do things like that. It's more about how you can turn that gift, figure out what passion you have and what purpose you have. And let's use the gifts that God has given us to help other people, to create something that will help other people's pain diminish, that will help other people want to get up in the morning, that will help other people feel loved, because there's so many people who do not feel loved. And, you know, there's no reason in this world with, with technology and all of the things, even through COVID, that we have to feel alone, you know, let's feel alone together. Like there is no reason. There's so many of us out there that can connect, whether it's a teenager who is feeling, you know, isolated from COVID and an elderly person who was alone, connect those two people, let the teenager go online, help the senior how to use a computer or help them connect, you know, and, and perhaps the senior can do some math tutoring for the teenager. Let's connect people together. Um, we are so much better when we do things together. One of the things that I love is when people come on my podcast and they share with me the challenges that they have. And just, you know, they're all different stories and they're all coming from different pain and different, different challenges and different stories, but they all have the same denominator. They care about people and healing for them came through 
doing what they do today, which is helping people in the same situation. So I just want, you know, I want to show people that nothing is too small. When you say, you know, Chris was on my show and we talked about the word just, and we talked about, he came on and he said, you know, he was talking about a project he did. And, and he said, well, I just brought water to this, you know, and I want you guys, to, he's been on my show twice. Okay. One of the few people who's been on twice. So I encourage you to listen to him. He's just amazing. He, he just makes my heart smile. And we were talking about just, and I said to him, I said, Chris, I said, you know, it's not just bringing water. It's not just, you know, I started a ukulele project. And at first I thought, uh, I'm just bringing music to, to kids out in Guatemala. It's such a small thing. And people had reminded me, um, it's not just that, you know, it's putting smile on people's faces. It's making people feel that they matter. It's making people feel that they're remembered. And that's one of the biggest gifts that I want you to know that you can give to other people. You know, one person can make a difference. Um, one idea of helping, you know, it only takes one idea, one small thing to create change. It, it doesn't matter what it is. Um, for me, in order to feel passionate about giving, you have to find something that you resonate with. If, if you give and you don't give genuinely, it doesn't last. Whereas if you find something you enjoy and you can turn that into your own project, you can turn that into something greater than just a hobby, greater than just, you know, this thing, the impact it can create for other people is, you know, I don't think there's an English word that's been created yet for how it makes me feel. It just, I don't know. I don't know where I would be if it weren't for sharing my gifts with other people. And I didn't think I had gifts. You know, I was always one of these people, um, very quiet, very shy, never thought I had any talents. And, you know, and, and that's sad. I spent a lot of years that way. And I'm sure, you know, maybe there's somebody who's listening today or who's watching this who feels the same way. And it's just, it's not true. You know, it's not true. And it's, it's just, it's amazing. You know, I started a project just before COVID and this isn't to talk about my project, but it's just to, to make a point. Um, my family and I are very passionate about music. Music was the other thing that helped me through grief. And, and to me, music is an international language. It brings people together. You don't need to understand the words. You just, it's the emotion behind what you do. So for us, we had decided to start a music program out in, in Guatemala. And I kept thinking, oh, it's just this. I'm not changing the world. I'm not helping world hunger. I'm not, you know, I'm not bringing, you know, don't have a lot of money. I'm not feeding, you know, all these people. I'm not giving them a home. I'm not helping with their medical condition. But you know what? And I always get emotional when I say this, but that day, or that week, we helped kids feel and like somebody cared about them. We made them forget um, that they were hungry for a few hours. And it was just music. So I want you guys to think about what it is that you love to do. What it is that you, you know, if you could spend all of your time doing what that would be. And turn that into an idea. 
So if you're going on a family vacation, when things open up with COVID, if you're going away, um, you could be going to a resort in Cuba, you could be going to a third world country, you could be going down, you know, downtown in your own city. When you're going for a few days somewhere and having a vacation, have that vacation, don't feel guilty about having it. But please think about more. Open your mind and just think about taking two or three of those days and spending them with your family giving back. So whether you go to Mexico for a week, you know, things are opening up. I, everybody's talking about traveling and all of these things. What can you do while you're there? You know, stepping off that resort, looking around at what actually matters. Um, what can you do? What kind of project, what kind of impact can you make? It can be something so small. In our community, we do some work with, with the homeless people here. And again, it's just a couple of meals, but it's not, you know. I've had, I've made friends with some of the most remarkable people that have, that you wouldn't think had a lot to give, you know, because they don't have riches and they don't have all of these things, but they have this human spirit that just, it, it makes me feel alive. And these people have taught me so much. They've taught me not just to give, but to receive. And my show is all about giving starts with you. And I couldn't give to others until I started to realize, you know, that I was worth something. And I started to take care of myself and I started to give to myself. And I think it's so important that we do that. Um, a lot of us are not, I know I wasn't, so I'm gonna speak from experience, but we're not taught how to give to ourselves. <laughs> you know, growing up, I wasn't taught that. And it was all, you know, come from a Portuguese immigrant family. And it was all about you do for others, you do for others, you do for others, which is great. And it's a message I preach all the time. But when I felt empty and my cup was empty and I was huddled in a corner, you know, away and, and trying to isolate myself from my family, from the world, and I was in this dark place, um, I wasn't taking care of myself. And it's the last thing you think of when you're, when you're in that darkness. But then you get surrounded by this feeling. And that for me was my relationship with God reuniting and just remembering that life isn't about me. It's about so much more around me. And I could see that looking in other people's faces and having one-on-one -on -one conversations and really being present with people. I could feel God's presence and I could feel uh, greatness, you know, and, and that I was starting to lead with greatness, that I was starting to go with, you know, just starting to make this promise that I had made 12 years ago into a reality. And we do need to take care of ourselves. You know, um, earlier today in the, in the challenge, I was listening and, and yesterday in the summit, I was listening to people talk about gratitude and they were talking about, you know, all of these remarkable, um, and, and their skills really, because if you're not used to it, you know, it's something that you need to learn because gratitude comes in so many forms, but we usually, we're usually not grateful for ourselves. And I always taught that thinking of myself was selfish. And one of the things I always say 
and I fully believe with, with who, you know, everything that I am is that thinking of yourself, it's not selfish. It's brave because I really do feel that growing up, I was taught that it was selfish. Growing up, I thought that it was conceited, that it made you look and feel as if you were better than other people, but it's not. Celebrating who you are is not selfish. Um, you do need to take care of yourself. And one of the best ways that I feel that I can do that, and I believe wholeheartedly with, with, with every fiber in my being is giving to other people that makes me feel better, that makes them feel better. It makes the world so much smaller, you know, and the ripple effect that happens, you know, when I started to feel better about who I was, I was able to be more a part of my family. I was able to be helping my community. I was able to go to Guatemala and help there. And without taking care of myself first and loving myself, none of that would have happened. And when I was there, you know, I met a woman and um, she had a ch eight children and, you know, they lived in a one room house. And she kept saying to me how she was so grateful when people came over and tried to help. But rather than giving money, she wanted us to teach them skills because she said, teach me, teach me how to run my own business. Teach me how to start, you know, a beading, you know, just a stand on the, on the corner and how to do beading and how to do crafts and quilting and all of these things so that I can help my family. And some of the people I met while I was there, that's exactly what they did. People came in, they invested in them, they gave them hope. And hope is a huge thing because without hope, there isn't any movement. And I just want you to know that when you give of your time. You don't have to give money. Give of your time to other people. You're giving them hope. You're giving them um, a sense that it's okay to dream. It's okay to, you know, to want something for yourself. When, when I went to, I keep talking about Guatemala, but it, it's so close to my heart. When I went there, you know, when you see the poverty that's there, you realize something really quick you realize that because these people are living um, hour to hour, they don't have time to dream. When we went there, we're giving kids, you know, you're showing them what, what is out there, something outside of their life, something outside of their community, helping them dream and giving hope. That's the last thing they learn when they're growing up. They learn, you know, you're 10 years old, you, you go to school for six hours a day, you go to the fields for six hours a day and work. And that's it. Who has time to dream? But I have seen and I've heard so many stories coming out of the community that I went to visit of people just investing in themselves and giving to themselves, even in those third world countries. And what has happened? So this ripple effect, it really, it means so much, you know, and you don't have to go on the other side of the world to give. Do it in your own backyard. It doesn't, you know, sometimes we say we don't have any time to give. We don't have any resources. We don't have money. Some of the best gifts you can gift don't cost anything. And it's the time. It's the time 
you know, time is so precious. The biggest gift you could give someone is time. You can give them an ear. You can give them support. You can just show them that they're not alone. And I don't know. I just, I just want to see the world be a place where no one feels lonely, where we all just, you know, we all want the same things. We all want food for our children. We all want education. We all want to feel good about ourselves. And and to me, you know, when Chris asked me to be on here and, and lead Greatest Life, I just think it's, it's really, you've got to sit down and think about what that means for you. And it might be something different for every single person. Um, but to just keep your mind open and, and to understand that I, I really believe that giving, it, for me, is, is the best way to, to lead your greatest life. I'll stop talking now, Chris. I've been going for a while. Oh, we're not completely done with you yet. Um, that that is beautiful, um, Nelia. And uh, wow, lots of comments that that come through here. Um, you know, Mike said, "Hope is the catalyst for change and action." Uh, Victor, welcome. Just jumped on. I agree. Sometimes a simple word of encouragement can make a big difference in someone's life, and that's so true. And then. Um, it's bringing, Mike said this, it's bringing your gifting for them to experience joy outside of their life. And something I thought about uh, during that um, is uh, you talked about gratitude and you talk about giving is sometimes at the lowest point of our lives, if you really, you really want to find some joy and you really want to experience some happiness. And this is not a quick hit thing. This is not that fast dopamine rush. This is something that's going to really just bring that, that, that joy and that wellness, that healing to your soul is go out and give to someone else. And, and this is not like, like a little speech of someone's got it worse than you kind of thing, but just, just to know that you are being a part of something that's bigger than yourself in that moment will actually lift you up. It's a proven fact. And so one of the things um, that I, I would like to hear you kind of just open up a little more on uh, with, with the time we've got left with you here um, outside of you sharing uh, how they can connect with you. Yes, I put in the link, but I'd like for you to talk a little more about that too. Um, you mentioned the podcast, but you talked about being brave and, and saying I am brave and you talked about the just thing. Uh, you had to remind me of that because I still catch myself doing that. And the point to it is change your language. Change what you're saying to yourself. Change how you talk to yourself because how we communicate with ourselves, how we're going to communicate with others. And that's something that I've always just taken from you when you, your, your intro to your podcast um, always lights me up because you say that you talk about being brave. And so if you would just kind of share a little into that on um, just that being brave and, and keeping that language alive, but also understanding that when you're doing that, Yes, you're, you're giving of yourself and you're giving to others, but also making sure you, you are finding joy in that. Yeah, Chris, thank you so much. You know, yes, the trailer of my, of my podcast says, you know, we all have something that breaks us. And, and the one thing that broke us, uh, broke me, <laughs> was um, dealing with the death and, and the grief that, that I experienced. And the reason why I say that it's brave is because, again, I grew up in a neighborhood and um, with parents and, and a wonderful family, 
but it wasn't celebrated. Um, it wasn't taught to celebrate who you are. And I always felt suppressed in that way. I felt that talking about myself was the very, the wrong thing to do, you know, ignore my needs, that all of these things were just not talked about, not expressed. And I used to be embarrassed about my emotions because I was always a very emotional person. And I always made, was always made fun of as a kid growing up and, and for, for sharing and for opening up my heart. And now as an adult, you know, I've learned that it's the thing I love the most about myself. And to admit that to me, that's brave because in the back of my mind, I still think, you know, I still hear sometimes that voice say, don't talk about yourself. Don't talk about yourself. Don't think about yourself. Don't, you know, this isn't about you. This isn't about you. But at some point it has to be, it has to be, you know, and I, I think of that as being brave because so many times we're, we're shut down by the way that people speak about us, that the way people believe, or, you know, the things people believe about us and, to stand up to that, um, it's hard. It's hard, but it takes courage. And I think that when we do start to stand up for what we believe in, despite what others, you know, what others think, um, I think that's when we can rise up and really see who we really are. You know, uncovering who you are is not easy. I put a lot of time. <laughs> And I can tell you all the things not to do. <laughs> and one of the things not to do is ignore your emotions. And I was the queen of doing that. And all, all it brought me was pain. And, you know, I was left with my grief and all these other new problems that I had created for myself to overcome because I was suppressing. So I really feel that thinking of yourself first, it's brave. You know, that whole thing about... You had one of the speakers come on and talk about uh, putting the mask on yourself first. I did not understand that for years and years and years until I got it. And when I got it, I was like, oh, my God. And now I still try to explain it. You know, I talked to my mom and I try to explain it. And she doesn't get it yet. So I'm trying to get through. Right. But it's so true. But for years, for most of my life, I thought that was selfish. I, what are you talking about? You know, and it takes bravery. It takes bravery to say, I'm important. It's okay. Um, I don't think you're better than you just because I want to take care of myself. Um, taking care of yourself is what will allow you to help other people. Oh, that's perfect. Perfect. Perfect way to tie it, tie it all together. Thanks everyone for joining us for another episode of the Giving Starts With You podcast. And thank you, Chris, for allowing me to share this. Uh, your summit was oh, was remarkable. I met so many incredible people and I was honored to be able to be a part of that. Chris is one of those individuals that is so humble um, and changing lives of people every day. If you want to learn more about Chris and Eagle Fire Enrichment, it's www.eaglefireenrichment.com. Thanks everyone. See you next week on the Giving Starts With You podcast. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe or leave a review. See you next week on the Giving Starts With You podcast.